0: You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Wow, it's Thursday already. We've got Thursday night football tonight. Mass Steelers in Minnesota against the Vikings. We will start to preview these week 14 games starting with Thursday night football and getting into the early Sunday games. Tomorrow we'll come back and look at the afternoon games on Sunday and the prime timers on Sunday and Monday night football. At BD Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter is where you can find us and this episode is brought to you in part by On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL. It's the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package, visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or just search Super Bowl on location. Matt, I imagine you've done a whole bunch of homework on this Thursday night football game this <laughs> yeah. week, maybe even more than usual with the Pittsburgh Steelers at 6-5-1 traveling to Minnesota to face the 5-7 and seven Vikings.
0: Absolutely, and... It' not that anyone really cares, but you know the Steelers playing on a Thursday night really changes things up for me. I mean, it's very true when you're in the league, especially if you're a player and a coach and those things. But every week becomes Groundhog Day, Groundhog Week. You know, like Thursday at two, I kind of know where I'm going to be. But when the team you're involved with has a curveball, you, you feel it. So I had all my homework I had to do five days into three. So. Um, You know, it just kind of screws you up. And then in the meantime, I'm kind of like, wow, I'm I'm waiting around all day for game time tonight. You know, you kind of feel how the teams do a little bit. I mean, not close. I don't have to block anybody or tackle anybody or run or get off my (laughs) ass. But (laughs) you get the idea. It's just a cramped week. And, you know, my co-host had to fly out and go to Minnesota and all these things. It's just busy. It's a really interesting game. And the Vikings are a really interesting team. Like, watching them like I do – 31 other teams it was like man they're disappointing you know it's like they're, they're talented but boy, they've had some injuries there's some odd things about this team like they have let up a ton of points in the last two minutes of both halves they've allowed the most points in the league over the last three games in the second half like their situational football Is horrendous, (laughs) you know. Like when you think about, like this does not add up to a below five hundred team. Well, it does when you do all the little things wrong and injuries have certainly been part of it. Cousins, on the surface, looks like he's having his best year as a pro, and I won't say that he isn't, but his three interceptions are also a little bit of a fugazi. You know, I mean, like he still puts the ball in harm's way, and he's gotten away with some things, and now there's no Thielen. Uh, Darasaw is going to be out tonight It looks like Cook is giving it a try Which, when I read that all week I just thought, ah, Minnesota's throwing a smoke screen up But it sounds like he's going to give it a shot
1: Yeah, it doesn't I mean, It doesn't yeah. sound very It still sounds unlikely That That's the vibe I get with Dalvin Cook It's He's going to give it a go But it doesn't feel like it's something that Even if he's out there He's going to be used in any way Like you would normally use your your top running back. So uh, I still feel like it's going to be an Alexander Madison game, whether Cook goes or not. And I still feel like it's pretty dubious that he actually does go. That, that's just the vibe I get reading yeah. these reports. It separated so far his
0: shoulder that. 10 days ago. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, I mean, that's a rough injury for a running back to withstand punishment. And so I'm not starting Dalvin Cook in fantasy, but it right. does put a wrench in all those Madison owners.
1: Yeah, it makes it more difficult to start anybody there. Uh, you're definitely starting Justin Jefferson in this game, oh, I would man. assume, uh, especially with Thielen out. I, I would guess he's going to get a heavy, heavy dose, um, maybe get a lot of attention from that Steelers defense. Are, are there any setbacks or anything from some Steelers that have been hurt? Because T.J. Watt was a maybe last week. Is he just like full go now and he's fine all yeah. of a sudden? Okay.
0: Yeah, he, he's awesome and better than ever. Um, The only one of note is Joe Hayden is still out. Maybe he would have played if it had been a regular week. But that's the Jefferson problem. I mean, like, I know Thielen's out and it'll be like, well, just double Jefferson. I don't think it matters. You know, I mean, I often reference the (laughs) Locked On Dynasty podcast. I do. Ryan and I ranked Jefferson as the number one dynasty receiver. You know, and some of that's what he's able to do going forward. Mm -hmm. But not only is he a great young receiver, he's one of the best receivers in the league already and gets his no matter what. Like, I kind of think this game's interesting, So I'm not saying Deontay Johnson's on the same level as Jefferson, but they're two of, like, the four or five receivers that you could pretty much just guarantee are going to put up numbers. I mean, like, those guys get double-digit targets every week. Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, those two, you know, and I think that'll be an interesting back and forth. I kind of feel like whoever runs the ball better, I was going to say Madison versus Harris, but now Cook kind of clouds that. Um, but both these defenses have issues. I mean th- there's a lot of and, and I think here, here's my question to you about this game. Is the loser buried? Is this a loser loser leave found match?
1: Oh, for sure for the Vikings. the Vikings can't I think go, for the, Vikings, yeah. the Vikings can't go five and eight because then they just right. don't have the the math doesn't work out for them to even make the playoffs. I don't think even if they win out at that point because then you're looking at um a nine and eight season. Does nine wins? I, I guess does, nine right. wins could still get you in, so you can't fully bury. What's crazy is then I think I think six six and one is just as bad as as five and eight. Like six six and one in the AFC is just as bad as five and eight in the NFC for those wild card races.
0: Probably my Steeler theory, and this might be a little optimistic, is if the Steelers can get to nine and a half wins, that's three of their last five. I think they get in. I don't think eight and a half wins gets you in.
1: So either team would have to win out if they lose this week, essentially.
0: Now the Steelers can afford to lose another one. They so have they five okay. more remaining. All right. So you got six. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm taking the Steelers. I, I, I hate taking short week on the road, but Ben and Tomlin's numbers on primetime games and things like this, road dogs. Uh, versus cousins, which are awful. I mean, all his primetime games are terrible. I think the Vikings have more bad things going on for them right now, and including injuries. I think the Steelers squeak this one out tonight and win outright.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I I don't like how much the the Vikings are missing and yeah. um maybe Cousins and you know Cousins goes off and, and Justin Jefferson goes off. And they win this game. But I don't like the way they're playing on defense either. Um, and this is one where whoever's getting the points, I'm going to take it. And uh, Vikings are getting three points at home. So give me those Pittsburgh Steelers. In this
0: Here's one. another little sack number I want to throw at you too. Like the Steelers have the most sacks in the league. That might surprise people. They, they've won that title four years in a row now. And they're on pace to win it again. But T.J. Watt has a massive number of those. Yes. So the Vikings last week, saw their first-round pick, left tackle. Good young player. He's out, and he's going to be out again this week. Well, they take a guard, move him to left tackle, and then mix up the interior line quite a bit, and it was a disaster. So if Highsmith has a great matchup against a guard at left tackle, Watt's going to destroy the right tackle. Brian O'Neill's a good <laughs> player, but Watt's still way better. Like, And Cousins' numbers, as you would expect, this is a pro football focus thing, is – Way worse when pressured. You know, yeah. cousins when pressured versus the other way around is night and day, more so than most quarterbacks. And then the second leading team in terms of sack production this year is the Vikings. But they got it from like sixteen different guys. They have all these guys that have like one and a half sacks, you know, corners blitzing and things like that. Cause Hunter and Griffin are out, you know, so I, I don't know that the, the Vikings model is as, as sustainable for rushing the Right,
1: yeah, everything to me aside from short week on the road screams Steelers right. for me in this matchup.
0: Me too, me too. I think, it's a, I think they're getting the Vikes at a really good time.
1: Next, we will jump into the rest of the week 14 schedule, those early Sunday games coming up. No one plays daily fantasy sports to lose, even though sometimes it feels like it with how bad some of my fantasy dealings have gone this year. Winning feels so much better, but that's the point. Traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. You don't have to compete against thousands of experts or unknowns. Stat Hero puts you in control of your fate, head-to-head, one-on-one. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house. It's head to head fantasy matchups. For example, running back versus running back. Stat Hero picks two running backs. Can you pick two running backs that can beat the house? Stat Hero players are clocking odds. Over four times better. So sign up for free right now at StatHero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on, by the way, for that 100% deposit match. StatHero.com slash locked on. StatHero.com slash locked on. Promo code locked on for the 100% match terms and conditions apply. I think we are starting to get to that portion, Matt, of the NFL schedule, even in this full parody season where there's some uh, loser goes home matchups and Thursday night does feel like one Ravens Browns. Is this one for the Browns as well? Browns at six and six hosting the eight and four Baltimore Ravens Cleveland though at home favored by two and a half points here.
0: It's interesting. I mean, Browns are coming off a bye. I've said this all year long. I don't know that that's a good thing. But it might be for them and for Baker Mayfield. I mean, his body is so beat up going into the bye. I'm sure he, the rest will help him a lot. But the Ravens, you know, I just did the deep dive on the Vikings. So well, last week I did it on the Ravens. And I don't want to say they were a fraud going into the Steeler game, but they weren't as good as their record. They, I mean, they had an unbelievable streak of winning every close game. And now they don't have any corners. <laughs> you know, like they are not in a good spot. I mean, there's their line's totally banged up. The way they want to play, this is not working in their favor. I still don't think they should get points, though. I mean, I've been yeah. watching the Browns closely before the bye and have not been impressed. I'm going to take the points here. I don't know who wins it, but give me points.
1: Question is, can the Browns bully the Ravens front and run the heck out of the football? Yeah, mm-hmm. Because that's been there. You know, there's such a lack of weapons there on offense in the in the passing game. Um and I don't think so. And it does feel odd that they're getting points. And I get it's on the road. So, you know, it's a half a point for the Ravens on a neutral site if you're going by the three-point thing. But, yeah, to me, uh, I'm going to take those points again, just like the last one. Take the the road team that's getting points here. Who is a better team? I mean, the Ravens, maybe they weren't as good as their record of 8-3 and three going into yeah. last week. But they're still better than the Browns, and they've proven that. Um, I, I wouldn't be shocked if the Browns win this win at home. But i, I got to go Baltimore here if I'm getting points.
0: Yeah, if you're going to give me points, I mean, The Ravens stop the run. I mean, and a lot of it's because teams just don't run against them. I mean, they were going into last week. They were the, the defense that had the highest percentage of passes against them. And that'll probably keep up with their corners. But I don't like the Browns receivers.
1: These two teams just played two weeks ago. It was... Right.
0: And the Browns had a bye in between, which is weird.
1: Right, yeah. So the brown the Browns have played the Ravens now back-to-back. And last week, the Ravens played the Steelers, and the week before that, it was against the Browns. And the, the Ravens won this one 16-10. This is the one where... Uh, is this the one where... Lamar threw four interceptions and they still won. Yeah, okay, here it is. Yeah. yeah. It Lamar it threw it four interceptions. Like this game's game script couldn't have gone better for the Browns. And they still lost 16 to 10 to the Ravens. And they weren't able to run the ball at all against that Ravens front. So uh totally
0: stacked the line of scrimmage.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's crazy to me that the Browns are getting points. I get it coming off a bye, but I mean that the bye doesn't really help a lot of times. Some some coaches, Andy Reid, right. you know, some coaches are really good coming off the bye. Is Stefanski one of those, or the Browns one of those teams that's going to come out really hot after the bye? You know, a healthier Mayfield can help, but man, uh, seeing how this game went just two weeks ago, and it couldn't have gone better with Lamar Jackson throwing it to the other team four times, and you still lose that game, yeah, I, I don't see how you give the Browns points here.
0: Yeah, Lamar's been in a bit of a rut the last three weeks or so, going back to that Dolphins game on Thursday night, but of all the players in this game, I trust to get things right, it's Lamar's the top of the list.
1: Jaguars-Titans. The Titans are sort of backing in, just like the Ravens are. That's what's going on in the AFC, but could be a nice little get-right game for the Titans at home against the 2-10 and 10 Jaguars. The Titans at 8-4, and four, they're favored by 8.5 points here at home, and it's in a pretty low over-under for an 8.5-point line. Uh, 43.5 is the over-under here, so um, if for that to hit, you're looking at uh, a lot of points for the Titans and not very many points at all for the Jaguars, and I wouldn't be shocked if it goes that way. I
0: know. And I'm trying to stay disciplined with my bet picks, my bets against the numbers, because I want to take more dogs. That's a massive trend this week. I don't know if Tennessee should be favored by eight and a half against anyone. I mean, Julio Jones is back, but that's really it of their big weapons. But boy, the Jags are in a bad spot right now. I mean, Laquan Treadwell is their leading receiver, and nobody gets any separation Uh, There's about five of these defenses, for fantasy's sake, that are great pickups just for a week or two. Seattle's one of them, you know, like streaming defenses. Uh, Titans might shut these guys out. So I'm going to take Tennessee in a really low-scoring game. I mean, I'm talking like 17-3.
1: Oh, yeah, I don't like this one at all because the Jaguars seem to be getting worse.
0: I know, that's a thing. Lawrence is getting no help
1: at all. No, and yeah, we talked about Lawrence's development. He's not getting better. He he's, he peaked at like week three or four, and then it got worse again. It was it's really strange seeing what his arc has been for his rookie season. Um, I just put a buck on the under while we were talking. <laughs>
0: It's only 43 and a half. I mean, Tennessee's not scoring 30.
1: Yeah, see, and I like that. I, th- I That's why I don't want to – that's why I'm going to take the points just because I think it could be low scoring and it's just going to be yeah. hard to win by you know, multiple touchdowns or something like that for the Titans, although it could absolutely be done. And, yeah, they could still win by 14. And um, the Jaguars only score three points, and the Titans' defense is pretty good still. Um, A.J. Brown, how are we looking there? Where's he at? Not
0: coming back. Again, everything Steeler-related with Williams. Titans play the Steelers next week. Brown's not eligible for that game either. So, okay,
1: so two more I weeks. I mean, though.
0: it's a while. But Julio's back. I don't know how much that even matters. I hate to say it. He's an all-time great. But it's better than what they got. But, man, I mean, that doesn't scare me that much.
1: Oh, Julio is back. Okay, I thought Julio's he was... back. Oh, because yeah. he's returning this week from IR. So he's still officially Correct. IR because they haven't activated him, activated him, but he's...
0: Brown's got at least two more on the sidelines.
1: The window's open. Wow, that is a large... That is a large list of injuries for the Titans. It's brutal. Wow. Landry is questionable as well. Julio participated in Wednesday's practice hamstring. And he never
0: practices on Wednesday.
1: Yeah. All right. So Julio. I like the Titans D though. That
0: helps. This is a bet on the Titans D. I think Jeffrey Simmons just wrecks things. And, you know.
1: I mean, even Julio not being Julio of old, you know. Hall of Fame level Julio. I mean, it, they needed something out there, and that'll help hugely for that Titans team. So
0: I I'm, think so. I I'm kind
1: of so. waffling here.
0: Uh, I'm yeah. feeling good about that under the more we talk through this. Yeah, I like the under. Jacksonville's terrible.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, since I have to take one, I'll, I'll take Tennessee straight up, but um, I'll take the Jaguars with those points. But I'll, I like the under as well. I'm with you on that one. Raiders Chiefs, here we go. Is it time to bury the Raiders with a loss? Another one of those teams at 6-6 six and six in the AFC. We're going to start seeing some spread here with those 500 teams. And, and who are the teams over 500 and who are the teams not uh, in that AFC wildcard picture? The Kansas City Chiefs are 8-4 and four and have some serious helium and are favored by 9 and a half against those 6-6 six and six Raiders at home.
0: I'm dreading this one, too, because I feel like... All of us and so many betters fall into this trap every week. This is the week the chiefs get right on offense and they win this game by 40. I'm done with that. If You're going to give me nine and a half against the chiefs by a quality opponent. I don't think they're as good as Kansas city. I'm taking the number. I mean, it's little things like I think Carr's a good player and, Josh Jacobs has benefited from a coaching change and Drake being out. They're actually throwing in the football for the first time in his career. And Renfro's another one, I mentioned, like Deontay and Justin Jefferson. He'll get 10 targets and move the chains, you know? And uh, so uh, I think they at least keep it close.
1: I'm taking the points for, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% on the points so far in today's show. I like it. I'm taking the points. I'm with the Raiders, yeah. and I'm taking the over in this game. Okay. Over-under is 48. I'm taking the over. Saints-Jets. Saints are favored by five points on the road against those Jets. Do I dare take the the home dog here with the Jets in five points? I, I the, am. The Saints are ugly, man, on offense. Yeah. It's it's not a good situation. Um, Cameron Jordan, by the way, ten COVID list. He might miss. Uh, this what blew me away. He's never missed a game in his career. Yeah, that is crazy. I,
0: and he's had it a long time and just played at a very high level and takes a beating and yeah.
1: And he might uh, he might this week miss the first game in his NFL career. That that's that's wow. And he was drafted ten years ago. What was two thousand and eleven?
0: Yeah, I think he's the same year as like J.J. Watt and Peterson and A.J. Green and Julio and Cam Newton and all those guys. And okay, he so he and day. actually
1: he's actually officially listed as out. So he is out.
0: Yeah, he didn't. Okay, I didn't know he was out. Out.
1: But yeah, okay. uh, he's listed as out on the injury report currently.
0: I'm taking the points here. I mean. Saints going north to New York and probably be some kind of weather. I don't know if that matters because they're going to throw the ball anyway. But it's just an unfamiliar environment. I mean, dome teams and weather always make me lean the other way. I think the Jets aren't awful right now. You know, like Elijah Moore, I know he's fighting something too. But I'll just take points. I'm trying to be disciplined and take points.
1: And let's see. I'm I'm looking – At where Kamara is because there was some optimism because um, Mark Ingram is on the COVID list as well and is listed as out. So if Kamara comes back in this game, I mean, that would be huge, obviously, anyway, um, for that Saints offense. No matter who's at quarterback, no matter who else is at running back and wide receiver and all those things. But um,
0: I don't see a lot of points in this game. It's still a
1: maybe. Yeah. Give me the under and... Give me the points again. Let's go. Let's let's yeah. do it. The New York Jets. Give me the, the home dog New York Jets. I wish it was more points, but I'll take five points. Why not?
0: Yeah, I mean, I could see this being seven and a half or something, but still, I'll take points. Saints aren't very good right now.
1: All right, we got three more from the early part of the schedule. We've got Cowboys at Washington, Falcons at Panthers, Seahawks at Texans coming up. Super Bowl 56 at SoFi is less than 100 days away and on location. The official hospitality partner of the NFL is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. You've never been to a Super Bowl. It is an amazing experience and you can get there in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences along the way featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star Los Angeles hotels, and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. So visit onlocationexp.com SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's onlocationexp.com SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. And how about those Super Bowl teams? Who will they be? Of course, you can find those odds and props and more lines than ever before at betonline.ag. As this NFL football season continues to march toward the playoffs, BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. It seems like there's a new one seed in the AFC every week. Who's even going to get in in those wild card spots? Could one of those teams make a run toward the Super Bowl? Uh, in early 2022, go find those odds at Bet Online. Head over to the new updated desktop or mobile website. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code LOCKED ON. That's promo code LOCKED ON for 50% welcomed bonus on your first deposit. Not only NFL football, there's college football, hoops, college and pro, NHL, boxing, UFC, all of your favorite Vegas casino games, blackjack poker don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season and some futures beyond bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports bet online where the game starts by the way another winner go home there for the saints maybe that's enough for them to really have some juice and and beat up on the jets in that one at five and seven Um, they're in a similar boat except for i think they're even worse off than the vikings are um, yeah. The Falcons another one of those teams and the Panthers another one of those teams and they're playing each other here, Matt five and seven Falcons at five and seven Panthers with a new offensive coordinator, Carolina at home favored by two and a half points. I am finally going to pick a favorite here. I will give up those two and a half points and I'll take the Carolina Panthers. They're just flat out better, better. The, uh, the, the, Falcons are are a bad football team. Maybe the shake up at offensive coordinator, another week of Cam Newton being there. Maybe that helps. Um, Maybe you take the under in this one because of uh, of the way that they're going to run the football probably 55 times, 55 rushes to five passes or something like that. I don't know how far skewed over they're going to go with that, but um, clearly they want to try to run the football. And they've got a pretty good defense to stymie the Falcons' offense. So give me the under, give me the Carolina Panthers in Week 14.
0: There's some really low over-under numbers for these 1 o'clock games. I mean, like low 40s in a lot of these games. Yeah. <sighs> I'm taking the Panthers too, but if it was three and a half, I would take Atlanta and I'm betting on the Panthers defense close game. This feels like 17, 16, 14, 13, something like that, but I'm still taking the Panthers. I just think they are better. And uh, man, uh, Atlanta's defense is a very favorable matchup right now. I think Newton is still better than what we saw last from him. So This is probably my least favorite bet we've talked about so far, but I'll take the Panthers minus two and a half.
1: So those five and seven teams that we were talking about burying, it's looking more and more like nine wins if you have tiebreakers could get you into the playoffs. So Vikings, Saints, Falcons, Panthers, all at five and seven. The next game we're going to talk about here, Washington, if they lose to the Cowboys, it'll be 6-7. So any of those teams win, they'll be tied with Washington for the the 7th seed or the 6th seed. And if the 49ers Atlanta lose... Atlanta or
0: Carolina is going to win.
1: Right, and one of those teams will be 6-7. And, and the other team will be out of it, I think, uh, with the Falcons and the Panthers. And the Niners are at 6-6 six six as well. They could be 6-7 if they lose. So um, there could be a number of teams at 6-7 still all tied for that wild card spot after this week. I don't know if it's yeah. going to go that way, but it absolutely could. So it's not... It, it, we probably shouldn't bury these teams, necessarily, right. if they lose. Yeah, i was but, thinking that, too. But... They don't seem like playoff teams. Someone's going to go on a heater. Right now, it's Washington on the heater, and they've won... Have they won five straight? How many his Washington won straight? I think four. Four, okay. And
0: Miami's won five.
1: Right, yeah. So, four in a row for... So they lost four in a row, won four in a row for Washington. Now they are against the Cowboys. They haven't played the Cowboys yet. They play them again in two weeks, but they've got them at home this time, and they're hot. Cowboys on the road favored by four points here in Washington. How do you feel about this one, Matt?
0: I think Dallas wins. Um, Dallas has running back issues. Zeke has not been the same. Pollard, I don't think, practiced today. Um, And something's been missing with Dallas lately. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but something's been not quite gelling as I expected it to. Um, I want the points, though. I I like what Washington's doing. You know, you've mentioned their defense has come around. They're running the football very well. I don't think Dallas run defense is that scary to me. Um, I think Dallas wins a close one, but I want these points.
1: uh, I'm going to give up the points and take Dallas. I think maybe Taylor Heineke turns into a pumpkin in this game, and he's had a nice run. I don't see him keeping it up for this much longer. Um mm-hmm. so I'm going to take the Cowboys in this one and I'm going to give up the points.
0: Okay. Okay. They're the better team. I believe right. that. But yeah. Washington's playing well at home. If I, it I was a bigger line, if it was a blowout
1: out. sort of a line, I would probably take those points, but 4 points is not enough to scare me off the Cowboys. I just think they're a lot better and I, I don't think mm-hmm. uh I and I just think that it's a, it's going to be a bad game script for Washington. They're not going to be able to uh to hang on and do what they've done the last four weeks in this one against the Cowboys.
0: Quite possible. This could be, you know, 17 three at the half. And then all of a sudden, Heineken's throwing picks up and right. Yeah, exactly.
1: And the last one from the early part of the schedule, those 10 a.m. starts on the West coast for the Seahawks, but they will be in Houston for this one. The 1 p.m. start time for the East coasters, four and eight Seahawks at two and 10 Texans the Texans are looking as bad as any team in the NFL and if I had the Texans against the Lions I would pick the Lions easily straight up Um, and as bad as the South uh, the Seahawks have been this year they had a big win against the Niners last week and they're favored by seven and a half points on the road at Houston here Matt with the lowest by the way the lowest over under on the schedule 41 and a half or 41 I'm looking at 41 wow
0: I mean and Uh, Seattle's a great streaming special teams, you know, defense special teams for your fantasy team. I mean, they help you get in the playoffs. I'm doing that basically anyone Houston plays the rest of the way. I want the defense playing against them. Not that Seattle even has a good D. Jamal Adams is out for the year now. Still, I'm trusting Wilson here to cover this. And You know, I don't even know what quarterback's playing for Houston. I honestly don't care. Uh, I've been hard on Seattle this year, and I don't take any of that back. I don't think they're turning a corner. I just think that Houston is horrendous, and Seattle is at least a respectable football
1: team. I think DK Metcalf popped up on the injury report as well. And I think he's more questionable, so likely he will play. But just want to note he's on there. And yeah, no Jamal Adams the rest of the year. Like Adams, <laughs> Adams is going to show up to OTAs. And it might look a lot like the Jets team he got traded away from if the if the offseason goes, as some people suspect, <laughs> yeah. and Russell Wilson gets traded away and he'll be thinking, Wait a second, what guys? team did I just sign an extension to and get traded to? Do I have to do that whole thing again and ask for a trade? Um, that could be a bad scenario. Um I though, yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna take Your points system. here. I'm gonna go are home you? dog. Let's go home dog. I can't believe I'm betting on the uh, Texans and the Jets in the same week, but I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I'm gonna Did you a, take the Jags, too? A, I think we both toss, took Tennessee. Did I take the Jags, too? I think I did, yeah. <laughs> I did take Man, the Jags.
0: Some, Houston and Jacksonville are really, really bad. Like you said, Detroit would wipe the floor with those two.
1: Absolutely. We'll get to those Broncos tomorrow. They're on the road at – or the uh, the Lions are on the road at the Broncos. But, whew, yeah, just, you know, low-scoring, Seattle by four points, one of those types of games. Um and even if they win by a touchdown the number seven and a half and i just think that it's not going to be a blowout game for the seahawks and they're gonna you know be fine with getting out of there running the football and winning by you know four points so yeah i'll take the point i'll take the seahawks straight up but i will take the points against the spread here seven and a half and give me the houston
0: texans boy this is gonna be a bad look if even if seattle wins 14 13 or you know what i mean like this is a game that The Seahawks should win, you know, like and win handily, but that's not who they are anymore.
1: Colts, Dolphins, Patriots, Eagles on a buy, killing me in my fantasy teams. And my fantasy teams have been bad this year anyway, and I'm just trying to scratch and claw to the sixth seed in those playoffs for the fantasy leagues. And uh, I've got a lot of stock somehow in Jonathan Taylor, and he's been about the only good thing Super for me you know. in this fantasy season. And I've got Dallas Goddard on a team with him, along with Waddle on a, on a team with, with him, and all of them are on a buy this week, so I'm just throwing scrubs out there. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be in the playoffs <laughs> in any of my <laughs> leagues, except for the, uh, the Locked On Dynasty League. Because uh, I'm stacked there, so at least I've got one good squad going for me this year.
0: Well done, well done, uh, Taylor. I mentioned you know the the Locked On Dynasty podcast. Taylor is the number one dynasty asset in the whole world, as you can imagine, and it's not even yep. close right now.
1: I would imagine, um, you know, in in standard leagues where you're not going to be drafting a quarterback or something number right, one, right, right. because uh, our dynasty league at the Locked On Network here is a two QB league. So right,
0: that's a that totally different world, things, obviously. Right. The Superflex, um, I would say Tanner, he's number one.
1: I would say probably Taylor one Jefferson two? Is that yeah. the way it looks? Uh, yeah.
0: The the second back is Najee, but it's kind of thin. I mean, like DeAndre Swift is high on that list. I mean, he's a top five type of pick. Uh huh. Um, you know, some of the receivers you would imagine are C. D. Lamb, um, Jamar Chase, the mm, uh, yeah. Still DK and AJ Brown. I mean, they're they're still borderline first round picks, but the Kamaras and McCaffreys and Barkley's and Zeke's and Cooks, you know, it's hard to invest in those guys.
1: Does that also scare you off of Taylor? this is a, uh, we have some time to get into this conversation a little bit here yeah. it's kind of fun does is that enough just seeing the track record knowing that running backs have a 100% injury rate in the NFL does it if you're drafting number 1 does it scare you off of taylor and make you want to take someone like jefferson who might be a, a better long-term bet than a running back
0: when i was new to dynasty i was very much a proponent of give me three or four stud young receivers that'll last a million years and I'll always be competitive, and I'll find running backs and, you know, however, you know, not invest heavy or draft them in rookie drafts. I'm more aggressive than that now, though. I mean, just having Taylor is such an advantage. The key is how long do you stay with them? You know, like, all of a sudden, like, Nick Chubb is kind of old for dynasty reasons. You know, like, some of these guys, keep them for a year, two, three, and still someone in your league will value them super high because they're going – top five in redraft and then you dump them like we dumped McCaffrey a year ago Kamara a year ago those guys aren't old but I can't use a first-round pick in a dynasty startup on that
1: right and knowing that in a dynasty league you have a couple years to find your you know your the next guy your Elijah Mitchell you know your sixth round running back that turns into a stud and then you have your stud receivers that you drafted early to go with your young stud running backs that you ended up you know scrapping together um and that's coincidentally how it happened for me with uh, with the locked on dynasty team so um, that's that how I'm, that's how I'm good just about everywhere because um I went pretty empty at running back in year one and it hurt me but year two now uh, I've got a bunch of good young running backs and I've got Elijah Mitchell in there and I've got a couple other players and stacked quarterbacks and so I'm in really good shape there Th- that's uh, that's why I would argue Jefferson over Taylor I can see why Taylor would be ranked number sure. one but in a dynasty format if it was more keepery where it wasn't quite straight dynasty, maybe you go Taylor first. And Taylor is a huge advantage running back-wise. If you're trying to win now, Taylor for sure. But I would, I would lean Jefferson maybe over Taylor just because of what we've seen with all these other young running backs that are 25 years old and washed up.
0: A, a couple guys that might shock you of their dynasty value, these guys are going in the first round in startups too. Javante Williams, Kyle Pitts. You know, like people are really mm-hmm. ahead of the curve.
1: Yeah, you're you're <laughs> you're you're playing you're gambling a little bit that they're going to be there, mm-hmm. and like we don't know where Pitts is going to end up. How how good is Pitts going to be? You know, people were right. probably falling all over themselves to uh, draft. Um, uh, now I'm blanking on his name. the the the, the Tampa Bay Bucs tight end out of Alabama.
0: Oh, OJ. That whole year. OJ Howard. Yeah. And Howard and Ingram. Oh yeah, people went heavy on those guys.
1: I'm a believer in Pitts though. He's good.
0: Yeah, me too. He's by far the number one dynasty tight end because I mean Kelsey and Kittle and Waller, I mean they're not even close in terms of age.
1: Right. Yeah. They're and Kittle was a fifth year senior coming out, so he's not the youngest mm-hmm. guy. He's still in his twenties. Not as as old as as uh, Kelsey, but he's still you know up there in age, and he's not being targeted at a level that you're like, okay, I got to draft this guy, you know, in the first round in my dynasty league.
0: Yeah, he, I think he's a top twenty five type of pick, but not top twelve.
1: Waller's an interesting one as well because those those four tight ends, if you include Pitts, are so clearly above everybody else that it's worth drafting those guys high, but you kind of want to take the third or fourth and not the first. Yeah, that sense?
0: especially if you're in it to win it now. right? Know? And tight ends do fade away slow. I mean, even if Kelsey lost a step, you're still pretty happy to start him every Sunday.
1: Yes, absolutely. All right. Good stuff. That was a fun little dynasty conversation here at the end of this one as we preview the week 14 games. We'll come back tomorrow. Get the afternoon and prime timers. Lions, Broncos, Giants, Chargers, Bills, Bucks, Bears, Packers. On Sunday Night Football, we've got Justin Fields, it looks like, is going to start for the Bears. He's back from his rib injury. And maybe some other reinforcements coming soon for those Green Bay Packers on their playoff run. And then Rams-Cardinals, another division matchup on Monday Night Football. We will preview and make picks for those games tomorrow. Thanks for making us your first listen, by the way, every single day. Right here, Peacock and Williamson.